Holy Spirit the person. The most important person you need to know is the Holy Spirit. Different people deal with different people like CEOs. They have the chain of command. And if you want to get to the head person, you have to go through a lot of persons. But there's one person in control. And that's the person you have to go to. I tell you, Jesus had his time. God has had his time. And now Jesus has told us that the Holy Spirit is on deck. He is the one that we are supposed to know. And through the Holy Spirit, we are going to know Jesus' will. We're going to know his power. We're going to know the Father's love, the Father's will, and everything. But Jesus is the one we must know personally. Like never before, we must know the Lord Jesus Christ through the person of the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit that's going to empower you. It is the Holy Spirit that's going to develop you. It is the Holy Spirit that's going to encourage you. It is the Holy Spirit that's going to do spiritual warfare for you and hand you weapons that are going to break strongholds in your life and break the opposition that you face. The problems you face may seem natural. And you young people, if you would hear me today, if you will simply take a little time every day and say, Jesus, reveal yourself to me. Jesus, help me. Help me to know life. I tell you, you're being bombarded by every kind of thing the world can offer you, by every kind of thing that can anesthetize you to give you drugs or something that's going to offer you something, uh, all kinds of sex, weird sex, perverted sex. Everything's trying to steal the, the, the character, trying to steal who you are in God, trying to steal your destiny. But if you will cook up with Jesus and will you allow the Holy Spirit to come into your life, you will live a life on the cutting edge. Brianna, God has something for you. And the Holy Spirit is going to be your contact person to receive all that he has for you. The world is going to try to steal your life. But if you rise above that, you are going to have a victory. You're going to have a life that you're going to say, this was worth it. It's going to be opposition. Like Dory said today, I tell you, your character is going to come under attack. Satan does not want you to succeed. He's going to offer you things to distract you and sidetrack you. Because if he sees you as a Christian, he knows you have a destiny. You have, you have something that's not been lived out yet, and only you can live that through Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. In the Old Testament, and Norm used to always use this term, the Holy Ghost. It's an Old Testament term, meaning the breath of God, the life of God. God is a spirit. He's unseen. There are moments in our lives as a Christian where we sense the incredible presence of God and we would love to just live in those moments all the time. But it's not like that. We are constantly bombarded by different feelings, different thoughts that distract us from believing and knowing that the Holy Spirit is with us, that he's living inside of us, that we are now the temple of the living God, that when we accept Christ, the Holy Spirit comes and lives inside of us. But those distractions make us feel like we're walking alone and that we're, we're, we don't have help, and so we, we are overwhelmed again in our soul. Our front bumper is overwhelmed with the responsibilities that we have and the things that we're facing. <clears throat> and also the distractions that come that way that, that want us to, to believe that, well, God's not relevant right now, and I have to face this on my own. No, you must face your life with the Holy Spirit with you. With the, with the reality in your mind that I am not doing this thing alone. Even though your emotions may feel like you're alone, even though your physical eyesight, your circumstances may visualize something different, I tell you, you are not alone if you've asked Jesus Christ to come into your life. But we must begin to feed our spirit and get a greater consciousness and a renewed mind that I am not in this on my own. And that, in that precise moment when you need him, the Holy Spirit is going to rise up in you. Jesus told his disciples, 
you're going to go to places and you're going to be under accusations. You're going to be in the places where they're going to be out to get you. But he said, don't worry. In that moment, when you need to open your mouth, the Holy Spirit is going to manifest himself to you. And there's going to be truth that comes out of you that is going to put your, uh, those that are condemning you to, to, to fear. We know that as we read Acts uh, seven, 6 and 7, we read about Stephen. That that humble man full of the Holy Spirit, when he was being lied about and they were going to uh, get rid of him, he spoke boldly about the Lord Jesus Christ and then they stoned him. But something rose up inside. The anointing of God, the ability to speak for God, rose up and it defined him as a man of God. You women here, there is no one who can exalt your cause like the Lord Jesus Christ. No matter what the world says or what people may try to do, it is Jesus in you that's going to cause you to rise above into that place of acceptance, that place of quality, the, the place of being recognized because God is behind you. And it's through Jesus Christ, he raised women to the highest level he could raise them. That breath of God, that Holy Spirit, that part of the triunity of God, that part of that, that person of God, God the Father, God in flesh, Jesus Christ, but the Holy Spirit, the culmination of the power of God, the one that was at creation hovering over the, over the unseen world, the world that was not created yet, brooding over. It is the Holy Spirit that's brooding over your life, brooding over the decisions you're going to make, brooding over the alternatives that are coming your way. Some of you being tempted to have different relationships. I tell you, if you'll hold on and put God first, the right person is going to come your way. And you won't have to worry about it. You're going to know because God's going to tell you. You can step out on your own and feel like you create all kinds of problems. But if you let the Holy Spirit be the defining voice, the one that speaks into your life, you will not be disappointed. Yes, your feelings may be hurt sometimes because your plans are put off or things are not working out according to your own understanding. But overall, the longer the long-range plan is going to play out, and you're going to say, I'm so glad I waited. I'm so glad I went by what the Holy Spirit said. The Holy Spirit is the true God. Here's some divine names that respond to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is called God. In Acts 5, 35, 3 and 4, But Peter said to Ananias, Why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? You have not lied to men, but to God. Again, the name of God representing the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit being God. These scriptures let us know that the Holy Spirit is not God. <clears throat> Sometimes when we, we're talking about the Holy Spirit, we get in this place where, well, if I'm not acknowledging Jesus, I, I'm not putting my, my proper respect or attention on the Godhead. No, the three are beautifully blended into one. But it is the Holy Spirit that's unseen, and it is the one that we must know God through. It is the one we must be empowered by. It is the one we must overcome through his activity in our life and him affecting our thinking, affecting our feelings and emotions, affecting our actions because he's unseen, but yet he is the breath. He's the power of God. He's called the Spirit, or he's called the Lord. The Spirit is called the Lord. In 2 Corinthians 3.18, but we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of God, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. I tell you, do you need transformation? I still do. 
I'm feeling agitated. I'm feeling frustrated about where the body of Christ is right now, where the world is in regards to revival and the Holy Spirit. And so I'm getting so agitated. I'm praying more than ever. I'm crying out. I'm seeking God. And I'm asking God, go, change whatever you need to change in me. Uh, a holy agitation creates a, an attitude and a, per, and a persistence to have revival. And I want revival in my life. I want I don't want to be held back by my old nature or my flesh or the complacency in my spiritual life or what I see coming in, creeping into the church, just that ease and that that blanket of oppression and depression. And yet we see and feel the dynamics of the demonic everywhere, bringing death and destruction and discouragement. It is us, the body of Christ. It is us, the church, that's going to rise up that out of agitation and frustration, we begin to pursue and seek God. We begin to cry out and ask for people around us to be saved. We look for opportunities to share the Lord Jesus Christ, to maybe put our hand on someone and pray a prayer of faith that will bring healing and restoration and, and restoring to the place where maybe this person has a miracle. And that miracle does something to them to realize, wait a second, this person is talking about Jesus. I just had a miracle. And it creates an avenue of faith so that people can receive the Lord Jesus Christ. The Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit is called the Spirit of God. In 1 Corinthians 3.16, Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? You're the temple. It should help you when you have more of an acknowledgement and a realization that you are a container of God. You're now the modern Old Testament ark. That It may tempt you. Uh, it may uh, stop you when temptations comes. Hey, wait a minute. I'm the ark now. Or when the temptation to... Go do something that's wrong or sin or go steal something or cheat on your taxes. Whatever it is, when you have this revelation or understanding, I am walking, I am a container of the Holy Spirit, it causes you to live in a different way. Or maybe you're in a, in a place of responsibility and you really need to lean on the Holy Spirit. You really need to know, hey, wait a second. There's just a human level I'm dealing with. I need the supernatural wisdom of God. I need the wisdom of God about my situation. If you're someone who deals with people, you need the discernment of God that comes by the Holy Spirit to help you discern a situation that maybe you would make a judgment call or you won't approach that person like maybe you would automatically. But the Holy Spirit may put a, a caution on you and you're thinking like, whoa, there's something going on here. I got to watch how I'm approaching this person. The character of God, Holy Spirit character traits, the eternal spirit. In Hebrews 9, 14, how much more shall the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God. Cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. The eternal spirit is the Holy Spirit. Never going to die. Life, unending, all-powerful. His power is never going to diminish. It's never going to stop. He's always available to operate in us. The thing is, we have to be more and more open to discern what he's saying to us that we might operate in that power of his Holy Spirit, the eternal spirit. <clears throat> his characteristics of omnipresent. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit presence everywhere. Good example is the internet. You can practically go anywhere and connect. A good example of God's availability that in the middle of your situation, when you're overwhelmed with anxiety, nervousness, fear, that you can rely and draw on the Holy Spirit because he's present and he promised to be with you. And that's when you again, you come against your feelings, your emotions, your thoughts, your intellect, and you rely on the Spirit of God. In Psalms 139, 7 through 10, where can I go from your spirit 
Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me. God is omniscient, knowing everything. Again, the lie that Eve swallowed that she didn't know everything that she needed to know, but if she would disobey God and, and listen to Satan, she would be all-knowing. Well, we know she lost everything that she knew, and she then became really ignorant. And yet she brought, her and Adam brought the whole world into sin. To know the true God, the God who knows it all, it is the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit of truth that comes to you. He comes through Jesus Christ. He comes through the Word of God, where Peter talks about that men of the past and who wrote down the Word, they, were, they wrote down the Word as they were moved on by the Holy Spirit. Some people think this book, oh, it's just some, some history book, some fairy tale. No, it's the inspired Word of God. People were moved upon by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit that they didn't just write down uh, the things that, they're, they're, that they had in their mind. They weren't just good educational thoughts. They weren't good philosophical thoughts. They were the Word of God that they wrote down. Why? So that generations later could know what God wanted, know what He said, and could be transformed and changed by adhering the Word and taking it into their heart. The Word of God is powerful in our life if we read it, if we trust the Holy Spirit to bring revelation and to illuminate the Scriptures to us. As we think and meditate on them, we find that there's a transformation that happens and the Word becomes alive, the living Word, because the Holy Spirit activates it and makes it alive. He breathes upon it so it becomes something that's fulfilling, it's meaty, and it goes down into our spirit and feeds us, just like you eat a good meal. And after you're done, you feel like you're energized and you have strength. When you partake of the Word of God under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, giving you revelation, give you knowledge of something, you feel like something has just come inside of your spirit. You feel nourished. You feel full. In um, Luke one thirty-five, it talks about God being omnipotent. Unlimited power. Man, people are striving to find more and more power, to have more and more power in their life, power over people, power on their job, power over situations. The only power you can really have is through the Holy Spirit. As you submit to God, submit to the things that he's teaching you, you align yourself to have the power of God work in your life in the most profound ways. In Luke 1.35, an angel answered and said to the Virgin Mary, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also, the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Can you imagine that? Only you... You women can know what it's like who've had children to know what that baby is like, that thing growing inside of you. It was the power of an unseen God that saw the character development of Mary and her attitude of submission to God that saw her as a chosen vessel to bring forth the Christ child. And so the Holy Spirit went into that egg and fertilized it, making it of sinless, no blood from Adam, no blood from the sin nature, that Jesus could be a sinless son born into the world, all human, and yet all God. What a powerful thing. That's the creator you have working for you. Do you need a miracle? Do you need a creative miracle? We go so long in situations and things, but this is a place we start getting agitated. We begin to cry out, God, I don't know how you're going to do it. I don't know when you're going to do it, but I need a miracle here. God, if you can do a miracle for me, if you could do a sign or wonder for me, not that's going to help me believe, but because you do signs and wonders. God, I need you working for me. And we begin to shift our focus from alternatives 
from uh, things that are not going to be the answer because we're trying in our flesh to fulfill things. If we come in our desperation to God and we have to wait on him, we are going to see God do what only God can do because he is all-powerful, the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit does works in creation. He's a creator. In you, in your life, in your situation, I know we all get moments when we're just stumped and we don't know how to get breakthrough. It is the creator. It is that attribute of the Holy Spirit that wants to release creativity in you. Creation. He's wanna, he wants to create things. He wants to create change. He wants to create different attitudes. He wants, you to, he wants to create different perspectives in you, different understandings of what he wants to do that are different than how you're looking at it. I know we get a level of satisfaction when we accomplish things, when we produce something. But it's interesting. Even you've heard me share when me and Joe were working together the last couple of years, we would hit something that his creativity and his knowledge would not do. But as we're calling on God together, we would experience breakthroughs and God would do something that wasn't thought of. Or there was times when he was coming up with something that he wasn't familiar with doing and we prayed, and then all of a sudden, he would get this idea. Well, where does creative ideas come from? It comes from the Spirit of God who's living inside of us. That every day should be full of excitement because the God of the universe and representation of the Holy Spirit is now in me and walking with me. I'm putting him on the front bumper of my car. I'm not just putting my emotions out there anymore. I'm putting the Holy Spirit on that front bumper. I want him, him to be the filter of everything that would keep me from moving and being the person I'm called to be. We are not really always functioning in who God has recreated us in Christ to be. We are to be totally different people. Some of you really timid people, there's a boldness that's supposed to come up out of you. Some of you are very self-confident. A deep humility should come over you, and a new dimension should come to you through the Holy Spirit because you're letting Him lead you. You're letting Him do it, not just uh, your own strength and abilities, but in letting the power of God rise up. The world has a different. The world is telling you, push yourself, exalt yourself, and people are, are, are in places that are, are beyond them, and they're exhausted because they don't have the power of the Holy Spirit to help them be what the world tells them they have to be. There's only so much bootstrap picking up you can do in yourself. We were dependent on a relationship with God, and without God, we were broken. But with God, with an adjustment in our attitude, in our heart, we can become even more connected to the Holy Spirit and receive his counsel, receive what he wants to do in our lives. In Psalms 33, 6, by the word of the Lord, the heavens were made and all the hosts of them by the breath of his mouth. The power, we, all the way through the scripture, we, 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 we read about the power of his breath, the wind, the power when the word of God was breathed out or spoken by the prophets and what it did. The creative words that are, uh, are making and creating and doing different things for people because of the breath, because of the power of the unseen spirit of God. Always think of Jesus, that he was the rock, the spiritual rock that was with Israel all the way through their 40-year wanderings, and yet they didn't see him as Jesus. But every time they needed water every day, Jesus was that spiritual flowing of the natural water that they needed. And he was that spiritual element behind the teachings that Moses was giving them and by the presence of God that they saw in the cloud and the pillar of fire that led them during that whole 40 years. And yet we know that they missed out in believing in the unseen God. They went more by their feelings and their emotions 
than by the activity, even of the miracles that they saw. In Genesis 1, 1 through 2, the beginning of God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was out form, without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Are you in a place that needs some kind of creative breakthrough? It doesn't take much to really pull back and just spend some time with God, saying, God, here's the situation. Present it. Write it down. Present it to God. And let the Holy Spirit brood and breathe over, breathe over it. Let God breathe over your thinking and your attitudes about the problem. Surrender your heart and what you feel about it, your anxieties, your worries. Present it to God in such a way that you're allowing the Holy Spirit to move in such a way to give you that breakthrough. God uses everything in our life as a challenge for us to trust Him. We are to continually see God, the Holy Spirit, give us the breakthroughs that only He can give. Because you know what it does? It deepens our faith. It deepens our place of worship. It deepens our trust. And we are building this record of God encounters and God answers. The Holy Spirit is truth. In John 14, 17, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. I skipped ahead. Sorry about that. The impartation of life in Romans 8, 11, if the spirit of him, that's Jesus, who or God the Father, who raised Jesus from the dead, dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Now that, in the context of that, it's talking about there's coming a day when you're going to die and I'm going to die. But in God's economy, in God's timing, in God's season, God is going to take our bones, our, our ashes, our dust, whatever it is, and bring it back into a, a living body that we are going to go into and live out of for eternity. But that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, that resurrection life of Jesus is in us now as believers. And there are moments that you can press in and you can receive and believe God. There are moments where there's healing available, where there's miraculous things that go on in your body simply by connecting and receiving what the Holy Spirit wants to give you. Again, our block a lot of time is our mind, our will, and our emotions in the place of receiving the miracles and the miraculous that God wants to do. I believe we're going to see more miracles because we are contending for more of God. And every time we contend for more of God, there is repentance and revival, and there's miracles. In John 6, 63, Jesus said, It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit, and they are life. In Genesis 2, 7, The Lord God formed man of the dust that was of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. Again, that's why we need the person of the Holy Spirit every day. We need fresh breath being breathed into us.